Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the BBSradio.com network, Station One. And our show is Meta Mondays with me, Adina. And I really feel today could be your breakthrough healing day on so many levels. Today, we have Dr. Emil Faith. And just to let you know what he does, he's a medical intuitive, a holistic pharmacist, an author, a speaker, and a sensitive person therapist. I welcome Dr. Faith. Hi, Dr. Faith. Welcome. Good morning, Adina. How are you? I'm okay. Uh, Dr. Faith, as I told you before, I am going to be kind of quiet today, which will shock people, because I really need you to talk. Dr. Faith, can you tell us what a what do you do? Let's just start there. I've told people uh, what you do, but can I? Well, make, I'll make it a little. <laughs> what's a what is a sensitive therapist? Okay, it, well, it, it can be anything we want it to be, but basically, what I learned as growing up is what I call an ultra sensitive, someone mm-hmm. who is extremely empathic, one who feels everything deeply. Sometimes things they don't want to feel. Sometimes can't stop feeling things too deeply. They take on the energy, the negative energies and the positive energies, all of the feelings and emotions of people around them, in their family, in their workplace, and around the globe. Some ultra-sensitives are that empathic. They can feel what's going on across the globe and beyond. So it is a big deal. So as a sensitive therapist, a sensitive person therapist, I've learned to, to use my gift and hold my gift of empathy and medical intuition that I've been blessed with to help people understand what's going on in their lives. The whole world is worried about their health. I mean, at least in the United States, it's, it, people are consumed. They're consumed about why they have mood issues or physical symptoms like chronic fatigue and insomnia, anxiety and panic. Uh, you name it, people are consumed with their digestive problems, and they want to get answers, but they don't seem to have them. Now, part of the issue here for me that I've learned over the years, working with tens of thousands of people over the years, is that sometimes it's because you are wired differently than the rest of the population. There is Amen. indeed, in mm-hmm. my yes, there is indeed an unrecognized, huge subsection of the population across the globe, all cultures, all ages, all both genders. It crosses all lines of individuals who are born coded, DNA different than the other individuals on the planet. But I want to be clear that I'm not saying that we are necessarily superior or better in any way, but we are most definitely different. We are. I want. I'm sorry. I just want to say that I have. We've all known we're sensitives, and this has become empathic, and we understand that. And I just want to say that most of a lot of my readings have become exactly what you do. People are being diagnosed as bipolar. I know I have fibromyalgia. I had cancer. A lot of this you have in your book and this is what you address and this is what you talk about on many modalities you discuss and I'm I would like you to keep going because you talk about how you start to address all of these issues and I want to ask you as when people come to you what are you starting to see with the growing number of sensitive people awakening at this time. And that's the factor, that's the point right here. At this appointed time on the planet, these ultra-sensitives have come to this lifetime for this show, if you will, for front row tickets and popcorn to be part of the change of this planet. And that's why us ultra-sensitives are now awakening from a deep, if you will, a deep slumber. We have been put out and been not knowing who we are and what's going on. But let me first address this issue because it's important. Number one, here in my estimation, the, a, a massive amount of the total population on the planet is actually ultra-sensitive, and most don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. They just know they don't feel well. Many of them feel so unwell and so sensitive to people, places, and things on the planet, and toxins, etc., they literally cannot leave their home. 
They can't mm-hmm. hold down a job because they can't be around other people or electronics or chemicals, and we're full of all that. But the bottom line is most of these millions, I'm talking tens of millions of people across the globe, as I've mentioned, have no idea what's going on. They don't know that they're ultra-sensitive. They think they're ill. Now, here's mm-hmm. the fact. There are, some, there, are nutrient, there are things that are out of balance, back to your original question. But the fact is, is in many cases, there's really nothing wrong, seriously wrong. There are many imbalances. And to answer your original question, what I typically see in ultra-sensitives who begin to awake, who actually will leave the house, who actually will become proactive and look for answers, because now they're out there. This book mm-hmm. is one of those answers. Absolutely. What I find is the, the number one problem is nutritional depletion. Most ultra-sensitives are nutrient deplete. They're nutrient deplete. They have leaky gut syndrome. They are not eating correctly. They're protein deficient. They're dehydrated. They're low in iodine, magnesium, iron, potassium, uh, zinc, folate, you name it, because they have had and suffered through leaky gut syndrome and overgrowth of yeast in the gut that we know as candida. You heard of candida. This Mm -hmm. yeast is the nemesis of the planet. And for ultra-sensitive individuals, that kind of infectious process and others, like the Epstein-Barr virus and other Mm -hmm. parasitic infections, are enough to take an ultra-sensitive, somebody with a sensitive immune system and sensitive organ signatures, enough to take those people down and keep them down. And that's what's been happening. Can I ask a question? Sure, Um, when they come to the office, what I see... I'm sorry, I'm talking over because I hear an echo. Could I ask a question of you? Of course. Why is it that ultra-sensitives, I know for me, I've gone decades having the worst dietary diet in, in I can imagine, and I've lived on adrenaline because I am an ultra-sensitive. So I think that's even worse. Why is it, I think also, that ultra-sensitives seem to have the most dramatic and difficult lives while we're also trying to help others? Have you found that in your work? That is the, well, that's the biggest issue. And, and back to the original comment is that's because of our gifts. It's because it is a double-edged sword, Adina. We feel everything deeply. That messes with us. We don't want to take the energies of these people home. We don't want to feel their pain, their suffering, their anguish, their grief from this life, past lives. We feel it and see it all in many cases. We're talking mm-hmm. about ultra-gifted, ultra-diligent, ultra-capable individuals who really can't get their stuff together, if you will. Right. This mm-hmm. is what I see. We are so gifted, yet in many cases, we are so deplete in our esteem and our self-worth and our nutrients and our physical organs are literally withering away because of poor nutrition and nutrient deficiencies, as we described earlier, that they literally can't get anything done. It's, it's unfortunate. We can do so much, but we end up doing not enough because we are in fear, we are mm-hmm. uh, nutrient deplete, uh, and it goes on and it goes on. Help. I mean, I, I'm yeah. sitting here, guys. You can't see me, but I'm I'm crying as usual because this, as I'm reading, and by the way, the book that I have read is You Are Sensitive, and he's written five other books. As I was reading this book, I literally felt like it was a map to my soul and life. There was nothing in this book that was not me and you and everything that you write me. Please tell us Dr. Emil, how your background and what you do helps us. Could you take a a patient that comes in and tell us how you help? Well, let's back up a couple of decades earlier. When I Mm -hmm. I myself grew up as an outcast, a misfit, Mm -hmm. I didn't fit in anywhere. I didn't understand the planet. I didn't understand my family. Well, the problem was I understood them completely, but they didn't understand (laughs) me. And I didn't, I didn't know what I was feeling back then, but I was taking on their anguish. My parents had a very, very challenging life, and I felt their pain and took it on intentionally so they wouldn't. One yes. of us do that as empaths. That's what we do. We're programmed to do that. That's our yes. job. The problem is we don't understand what we're doing, and we need to be cognizant of that fact. But it started with me being an ultra-sensitive, lost and alone on the planet. Come on, please. Digestive issues, palpitations, mood swings, anxiety. I had horrible panic attacks between the ages of 16 and 19. I did, and there was no, no visible cause and no mm-hmm. visible reason. 
and there was no one to talk to. You go, my parents loving and doting on me as the oldest, it took me to the doctors, it did the blood test, it did the whole traditional medicine thing, everything's normal. It's in your head, that's the usual thing, it's in your head, I'm sorry, it's not in my head, I know I'm different, and nobody is here to help me. And try to be a lot, well, you and I are probably similar, and you know, within a few years of each other, age-wise, in -hmm. those decades, there was nowhere to go. All the psychics were, you know, underground. You didn't, you couldn't find anybody to talk to. Right. right. So I lived it. I lived it. I suffered through it. I hate to use that word, suffer, but I did. There was a lot of pain. Sure. Holding, holding down a job was very hard for me. Uh, not modern healthcare, if you will, traditional healthcare, where I spent many years as a pharmacist practicing in the hospital setting, really did a number on me that I didn't. I, I knew that it was hard for me. I just didn't realize the effect that being around the kind of sick and the death illnesses and all the things I saw and had to be around as part of that work, how much that impacted me. It still stays with me. A little P, not a little PTSD, but major PTSD. Yes. And we, I'm not looking for sympathy, and ultra-sensitives in general are not looking for sympathy. It is what it is. We want people to understand. We don't want right. sympathy, but that's how it appears to people. We just want but somebody me, to understand, cl- and they don't. Let me be clear about this. There is nothing wrong with you ultra-sensitives. Now, that said, if you have something that needs medical attention, go attend to it. Go attend to it through the, ho- the holistic means if possible, if you need to. Of course, natural medicine is a one thing, but if you need traditional health care for acute illnesses, it can be life-saving. But for chronic illnesses and things that go on and on and on, things that can't be explained, you need to search elsewhere in many cases. What do but people the, do general, after decades wrong. of being of diagnosis, like 30 decades of being diagnosed as depressed and taking this and being diagnosed with this because no one knew what they were doing. So now people have all of these kind of diagnoses and they're on this medication and that medication. And what what happens now? I, I know okay, well, now what they happens, really what happens. Right. Yeah. What, what happens first is, number one, most of those medications do nothing but suppress symptoms. Now, that's the last thing an ultra-sensitive, or really what I call the less sensitive, need. We don't need to push back in what's trying to come out. What we need to do is figure out why the symptom is there and get to the underlying cause. And in my opinion, this is the major back, uh, setback that, not, that uh, traditional medicine has. They're not looking at the underlying causes, and they're giving you medicines to treat one symptom and the other one. In fact, one or two things that can be corrected nutritionally, metabolically, energetically can fix many of those symptoms over time. So what do I look for? When somebody comes in to me, the first thing I'm checking is their digestive tract. I want to make sure I've identified underlying infectious processes that no one's looking at, and I always find them. Candida overgrowth is rampant. Heavy metal mercury toxicity is rampant. A leaky gut syndrome is rampant, and it is that leaky gut syndrome because of the candida overgrowth in the gut causing this inflammation that causes this leaky gut, which means whatever things you are eating or taking, assuming you are eating correctly, and that's usually a big assumption, mm-hmm. are not actually getting in the body. They're getting into the bloodstream. Hence, that's kicking up the immune system, and all of the autoimmune uh, conditions then follow, MS, RA, diabetes, hypertension, all of these things, almost every health, chronic health condition has its root back in an autoimmune uh, trigger. So this is what I'm seeing. This is mm-hmm. what I'm seeing. And I'm also seeing and, ultra-sensitive people who are energetically stifled. Right. Energetically stifled. And when you hold on to something that needs to come out, there will be consequences. And so, for me, depression, which is rampant on the planet everywhere, is really anger and resentment held in. You've not expressed it. You've not processed it. That's the energetic and emotional component. And remember that all physical symptoms begin in that realm first. And when they've shown up, that means it's already in progress. So we need to find out what you're holding on to and begin to process and release these these things. Remember, Adina, there are... There is so much fear and anger and trepidation and uncertainty and lack of confidence. Who's confident these days? Come on, ultra-sensitive. You didn't come here for a mediocre life. You came here for something special. You are special. And I tell people when I do my work in in my workshops, you are brilliant. And people...
people have a hard time with that because no one's ever told. When was the last time, even from a parental unit and at any age, that you were told that you were good, let alone brilliant? But you're brilliant. We we have incredible gifts of intuition, of empathy, of healing, of counseling. It's what we're here to do. It's what we do. But yet we we don't do it. In most cases, we are stagnant, and that is what's causing these changes, nutritional depletions, energy mm-hmm. conundrums, and so forth. Yes, I'm a hermit, and I chose to do this show because I suffered so much, and I wanted to tell people that you know we can do this. There are so many people out there that that are not ultra sensitives that have no problem getting up and doing all of these things, but I, they are not the people I'm trying to talk to. And here you are, and I feel so grateful. I wanted to ask you, how do we get that that balance from even just starting out? How do we go from the, the physical to balance the spiritual, to balance the trying to get out the kind of emotions, especially when we're caretaking and people who do what I do and what you do. It's almost, it's so difficult. How? Give us how. <laughs> it's one word and you, you kind of hit on it there. Uh, and that is by emoting, by expressing. Because we're stuck. Ultra sensitives are stuck and afraid. At the end of the day, that's the problem as I see it. And that, over time, will create physical and emotional and mental and spiritual symptoms that you do not wish. So we do not express our gifts. We do not express our creativity in many cases. We, all we do, we feel like we are in service. We are not, we are of service. We're not in service. Let's get that clear. We're of, we, we're here to help. But most individuals don't get into what they, they don't, they don't not understanding what they're here to do. And they get stuck right. in this 3D job, and they think they can't live, uh, live on or thrive because they've got to live paycheck to paycheck or whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. But it's not just that, Adina. There, let's be clear about this. You, there are ultra-sensitives in all stations of life. There are very wealthy and very prominent and very famous individuals who are ultra-sensitives. Let me give you an example. I do write about this in the book. And that, Robin Williams, God bless his soul. He's an amazing, extremely gifted soul, who in my opinion is an undiagnosed ultra-sensitive. Absolutely. He has nowhere to go with his own personal emotions. No one understood him. Extremely talented. And his way of expressing and surviving was was being on stage and being funny and being everything he was. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, there was no one there to support him when he had to reach the low points and he had to express himself in other ways. So, And there are millions of people at all levels, famous, not famous, it doesn't matter. We're all the same on the inside. I can spot one in a second. (laughs) You know, I can tell someone is. here's the deal. You, you can't tell by looking, you can tell by feeling, because we have yes. the gift of empathy. So you'll know one when you meet one. Yes. Mm-hmm. You won't know one necessarily if you look at one. However, when you begin to work your skills of empathy and pay attention, you may know by looking, because you're not just looking, you're now intently feeling. So it really is the feeling, the empathy, that's how you meet them. And let me tell you this, they're hiding under rocks, as I mentioned. They're not able to get out. Most of the extreme ultra-sensitives, as I call them, are in hiding. You won't mm-hmm. interact with them. They're not coming out. They're not coming Even out. after all this time, why do we feel like we are second-class citizens? We do. I know it because I feel that way, and I've been doing this for 40 years. So why is that? Because we feel like we are outcast, like we're different, like we don't belong. We feel like we are, and I have to say, to some degree, there is truth to this. We don't belong here. Many of us, in my opinion, are star-seeded mm-hmm. from other planets, if we can go to that, if we can go there. Right. Um, but that's what it is. We, are, we, have, we have coding and information from planets other than Earth. We come here with specialized information. And most people don't know what that is. They just think they're freaking out. What is all this crazy stuff I'm thinking and feeling? And they do nothing about it. The fact of the matter is, Adina, is that these people we call, we label, and I do, I am offended by labels, especially in the medical field. We talk about ADHD. My God, you don't have ADHD. You're gifted, for God's sake. Right. But mm-hmm. the big deal is for these people who are labeled with, God forbid, schizophrenia. This is nothing more 
that an extreme ultra-sensitive who could not cope with in this reality, so they create their own in order to survive. And the fact of the matter is, Adina, a lot of ultra-sensitives get to that point and don't want to stay on. Right. They want to move along. And I don't want to even get into that subject, but it is a real deal. The bullying, what do you think all this bullying thing is about? These are ultra-sensitive men and women, young men and women, who are being bullied, abused, ridiculed, ignored, overlooked, as we all often are, and they have no support systems, or maybe not enough support systems, or not enough, and they want to find a way out. I, not on my watch, people. Not on my watch. Right, so, right. But I, it, is, I it, do, is, it does happen. Yes. I, I agree. I do think, and this is not really a topic I want to go into, but I do think that it has affected women systematically on a higher scale only because of the role we have normally played. But men are, I'm noticing it much more now that men are ultra sensitive, but it's taken a longer time. So here we are, we're coming out in grows now, and we're, we're trying to survive. And here you are. How many um, actually do this? How many are doing what you do and what do we do? And you're doing it on a physical level and we don't hear that very often. Although we used to hear a lot of medical advice, for us, we never hear it. We only hear the mental diagnoses, the medication for psychiatric issues, um, what we don't hear this. We don't hear holistic right. stuff. I've had God knows how many other medical things happen that I knew were not really the issue. I knew they weren't. So I tried working on them differently, but they weren't being addressed holistically together. So I guess right. I'm asking, really, how many are out there? What do we do? Um, how do we work them together? Can I ask that? First of all, you, certainly. I mean, here's my impression. Going back to what you say about, well, the medical system says, well, you should take these meds, and we, right. we're going to stigmatize you now. We're going to call you. We're going to say you have a mental condition. You're going to be bipolar. You're going to have right. depressive disorders of various codings and varieties. Uh, you're going to have panic disorder or social phobias. That's bull. That's all bull. And what that does, however, is we feel, we feel that energy, and when we get labeled with it, which I, once you label somebody with something, guess what? We live up to or down to that exactly. label. Right. So once exactly you've been right. diagnosed, God forbid, diagnosed with anything, there's no, I don't like the word diagnosed. It makes no sense. Once you're diagnosed, it's like, oh, there's your label. And guess what? We already have low self-esteem. We have mm -hmm. no self-worth. We don't think we're worth the darn for the most part, which is sad, but true because of our foreign, the way we feel as a foreign object on this planet. But this stigmatizing makes it worse. Absolutely. Now you're being beaten down even further and saying, oh, my God, there's something mentally wrong with me. I'm a misfit. We already feel that in general. Mm -hmm. Right. Of course, there are exceptions to all of this, but in general, we already feel like we're an outcast. We already feel like there's something wrong. Now they're cementing that notion, and this troubles me deeply. And because the medical system, of course, has their big arms around the whole world, and they're, it, it, well, I don't want to get into that. The point is, they, what you hear, think, and feel become you. And what are we seeing on radio, TV, ads everywhere? All this sickness, health, you're not good, you're sick, take this, you might be better. This is not what we want to hear, and we should not accept that blankly. Especially all the medication not. on TV constantly for this, for well, this. All. I mean, for medication for tiny little things that we don't need. And the list of the complications are horrible. I mean, they're awful. But I wanted to right. ask you about something, too. This is jumping. But I loved you addressing the spiritual protection that we forget to do when we're in a crowd or we forget to do when we go out. Could you go over them a little bit with us? That ultra-sensitive sure. I mean, needs? Remember, everything is energy. We are mm -hmm. all energy. Each of us has an aura, an energy, a protective energy field, and that is our barcode. There is not two barcodes alike on the planet or anywhere else. We have to protect our barcode and make sure that it's not intercepted by negative feelings, negative emotions, by EMF, by electronics, by everything on the planet. We are easily blown away by Every, anything, people, places, and things. 
So protect your aura. Learn how to control your aura. Learn how to bring in your guides, your spirit guides. I don't want to get too far out there. Mm-hmm. But for those of, those of us who are also sensitive, we have a sense about this. So begin to learn how to protect yourself. Let's just call it that. There's a million books on how to control your aura. Right. I have a little section and a little exercise, but there's tons if you want to know more. The bottom I line is you have to protect yourself. And here's the deal. Protect yourself from what? From everything. That doesn't mean you need to, but I don't want you spending your whole life trying to figure out how to stay, survive. I want to teach you how to thrive. That's right. the bottom line. I want to teach you, help you recognize what your gift and your path is on this life and how to be, help you implement that. Because that's really what you came here for. You came here to usher in a new planet. So let's not get waylaid by all the semantics and the and the rituals and so forth. Yes, you should use rituals. You should call in your guides. You should cleanse your aura regularly. You should have body work done by sensitive healers. Let me be, I want to bring this point up, by the way. This is important. Just because somebody professes to be a holistic healer does not necessarily mean they're an ultra-sensitive. However, on the converse, if you're an ultra-sensitive, you are definitely a healer and or teacher and or counselor uh, and so forth, an empath and intuitive. But it doesn't always work the other way around. So when you seek out help, make sure you're tuning in to the energy of the individual who's working on you to make sure your energies are compatible and the same page with you. I was absolutely thinking about that yesterday for a reason, and I was going to post something like that. Um, I, that's why I really love your book, because it's so balanced and because it's obvious that you're living it as well. Could you talk about several of your books? Um, I'm just talking about the one that I read, but I think all of your books should just be touched on for a moment. Would you? Well, Sure. Um, first of all, the book you're reading, the one I gave you, is the second edition, the expanded second edition of You Are Sensitive. The original version came out uh, back in 2010 during a period of time when I was literally blown away, but I, I finally, it, it struck me one day. It's like, oh my God, these people I'm working on that are coming, they're being attracted to my practice and to me and to my wife and her practice are not the same. There's something going on here and there's a, there's a common thread here. So that book, You Are Sensitive, was written in 2010. And of course, since that period of time, much has been learned on my end in terms of expanding the knowledge and understanding and how to manage all of that over the past six years or so. So the book, uh, the second edition is the one you're reading. Uh, The book called Hormone Lies Mm -hmm. and Thyroid Misunderstandings is a delve into the reality, if you will, at least from this medical intuitive standpoint, about the crisis of the hormone and thyroid crisis on this planet. I'm sorry. Hormone and thyroid conditions are not being treated correctly in general by traditional medicine. It's not. They're not getting to the underlying causes. They normally do not. They're not recognizing that the primary cause of all thyroid issues is a lack of iodine because of the leaky gut. So over time, over decades of low iodine structure, we see the thyroid begin to starve and fail. And so adding prescription thyroid whipping medications such as levothyroxine or even armored thyroid. If I'm picking one you have to do, armored thyroid would be it. But if you have a functioning thyroid that has not, doesn't, is not diseased or is, not, or, and is fully intact, likely the, the, the issue behind your thyroid is not going to be solved by adding thyroid, what I call thyroid whipping drugs. It stimulates the thyroid. What you need is to feed your thyroid and your body with iodine, potassium iodide to be specific, not from kelp, potassium iodide. And that's the issue. That potassium iodide and selenium, both in 200 MCG doses together with breakfast, will begin to feed your thyroid. I'm going to stop you right here because that's a very important point. Many of my clients call up about thyroid issues, and we deal with that. I also forgot to mention, if anyone has any questions for Dr. Emil Faith, please call at 888-627-6008. He would really love to answer your questions. I'm going to, we're going to take a two-minute break, and we are going to come right back with Dr. Emil Faith. He's got so much more to tell us. And if you'd like to call in and ask a question again, it's 888-627-6008. Thanks. We'll be right back.
everybody. Welcome back to the BBS radio station one. You're listening to Meta Mondays with Adina and Dr. Emil Faith, who's amazing. Um, Dr. Faith, welcome back. And I want to just bring up something. I had touched on it before. Lately, um, I'm noticing in, in my work that a lot of male Male, I was going to say male men. A lot of males male are... Male men. That's nothing wrong with a male man. <laughs> a lot of males <laughs> are coming into their, their ultra-sensitive being. And they really have it, I think, much harder. Women are used to expressing our emotions. Males really aren't. They have a hard, They are indoctrinated not to do that. And here they are being born with these systems of ultra-sensitivity, what do they do, and how do they do it? That's one of my favorite topics, one of my favorite topics. They're all favorites in this, in this realm. But yes, you're absolutely correct, what it, it, you know, and I'm an example of that. I did not know what in the world I was going to do. I survived, but there were times I'm wondering if I'm going to make it through. Because, in fact, it is true. The women tend to express themselves. They tend to emote and cry and speak. You talk to a man, you try and they won't stop for direction, so they're not about to tell you that they've been severely depressed or that they're anxious or that they're seeing things or feeling or hearing things. And all. They're not going to tell you that right. in general, but that is changing now. But let me be clear about that. If it doesn't men, listen, those who are listening to this or the replay of this, if you are an ultra-sensitive male and you do not change, you will become ill. You will have physical problems. And really, over the you know, millennium, this is why, in general, although it's changing now, in general, men tend to have a bigger issue with heart disease and high cholesterol and high blood pressure, cardiovascular issues, and now other issues, liver issues and so forth, because they are holding on. They will not express their emotions, hence their heart is full and stressed. And this is what we end up seeing. But their ultra-sensitive men are everywhere. And finally, we're beginning to acknowledge and accept the fact that it is okay, men and women, to be who you really are, to express who you really are. Who do you think's cutting your rock star haircut? Who do you think's cooking those five star meals in your restaurant? Who's writing mm-hmm. these amazing hit songs? Who's writing the screenplay? These are women and men who are expressing, finally expressing themselves. And literally, if you allow me to say this, because I'm going to say it, coming out of the ultra sensitive closet, please. I don't, I don't care about gender issues. This is about a global issue. Men yes. and women together, and finally, the time has arrived where the sensitive man feels that it's safe to poke their head out, if you will. And that is what's happening, but I'm here to encourage the rest of the ultra-sensitive men who are listening to this, who feel ashamed to discuss this issue, perhaps, or embarrassed to discuss it with their mate, their friend, their therapist, whoever it may be. Come out and be who you are. You are an ultra-sensitive being. You are allowed to cry. You should cry. Do never, never hold on to the crying. If you need to cry, let her rip. That's the number one healthiest clearing technique on the planet, and it's absolutely free at your disposal at all times. We've got to express. I think for what you're saying, I, I really wish we could get this on a global level because what you're saying is what the world is waiting for. It's the men that have to learn to let this out because it's the men that are basically really in charge of what's what's a lot of going on. And I believe that this is what needs to happen. So we don't have they to be. Are. We don't have to. And we don't have to be the Superman. We don't exactly. have to be the warrior. We don't have to be the fighter. We don't have to win every argument. In fact, we don't need the confrontation. Get off right. of it. There should be none, in my opinion. Exactly. The other thing I want to bring up about sensitive men, this is very important for me, is that just like the woman counterpart, sensitive or less sensitive, we have our own pause. We have the andropause. We go through our change of life. We do. Mm -hmm. And we have many of the same symptoms. In fact, men have hot flashes. I don't think many realize this. Men can have hot flashes. We still have estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone imbalances. The biggest one in making the news, of course, is low testosterone. So we'll sell you drugs on TV. Let me advertise. (laughs) No, that's not the big issue here. They're Mm -hmm. they're overlooking the big stuff. You have high progesterone and sometimes high estrogen, and your estrogen-progesterone ratios are out of whack just the same as in the female. So we do have a cycle. 
and it's about it's again between those same years between our age 40 and 60 or so in general and if you don't manage that and if you don't recognize those symptoms we risk losing many of our ultra-sensitive men why because we talked about it they don't speak up they're not going to tell you when they're suicidal they're not going to tell you when they're depressed they're not going to tell you anything because they've been trained to be the macho man and pounding our you know, Tarzanian ch- uh, chest pounding. You know, we can't be weak. We can't be perceived as weak. Well, yes, you can. And the weak is not the, r- the word. You're, you're sensitive. You are an ultra-sensitive. It is a big deal. In fact, I want to be clear about this. That the, And again, I don't like talking in the topic, but I'm doing it only to stir people and get them to take a good listen. The mm-hmm. suicide rate for men between the age of 40 and 60 is three and a half times higher than that of women because wow. they don't speak up. Three and wow. a half times. We lose a lot of men. I don't want this going. This can't happen. We need you all. So pay oh, attention. wow. Are you this kidding? Really? Changed. No, three and a half times. So oh, we my need God. to be aware, man. I, there is help. People do understand what you're going through. I made it through. It wasn't easy, mind you, but I made it. And you can and will and should too. It is important. There are people out now, out there now, like myself and others, I'm hoping. I, do, I know there are people writing books about sensitivity. All of a sudden, some of the big names are touching on it since my book has been out. But whatever. It's not me. I'm not the one doing it. There have been books out on highly sensitive people for a while. I right. don't know the approach they take on it. But the bottom line is this is direct between the eyes. We are here to make a difference on this planet. There is nothing wrong with you except that you need to express yourself. You need to chat. You need to do your work. And if you need help finding out what that is, if you need help getting well naturally, if you need that help, it is available. Wow. I would love to talk about that more. In fact, that shocked me. And I do have a lot to talk about that. But I also, wow, I'm still surprised. Um, I do want to ask you about ultra sensitives who are kind of not really on earth. I know I'm like that. What about us when we kind of live in that dream state? Could you address that for us? Well, absolutely. Having lived through it myself on a daily basis, as we become, as an ultra-sensitive, remember, ultra-sensitives can awaken at any stage of their life. Some open very early from birth, and they know exactly, pretty much have a sense of what's going on. Others don't realize that they're ultra-sensitive until they hit their 60s and 70s. Mm -hmm. But whenever that may be, whenever that may be, as we begin to progress through our ultra-sensitive life, we become more and more like in a dream state. Parts of us, in my opinion, aren't all here. Part of our soul really leaves to do work on the other planets or other spaces or realms, wherever way we may go. So we, many ultrasensitives cl- complain about being foggy-headed. Well, let's be clear. Hypoglycemia, which is classic, one of the classic side effects of candida overgrowth, can be part of that foggy-headedness. But I, I can assure you, through my experiences with thousands of people over the years, that the foggy head is many times due to our very porous energy fields and our ability to heal, even while we're not doing anything but existing. So literally, we leave our body during the day. We tend to be space cadets. Anybody out there a space cadet? I know that I am from time to time, and it gets really freaky when you become a space cadet and you're driving down the freeway. This is not good, so you have to be with it. You have to force yourself to pull all your soul parts together and be focused, and it takes work sometimes to stay here. I'm not talking about you know making us leave the planet completely. I'm talking about being totally present. It's hard to be totally present because we're often between dimensions and realms doing our work. So it's a classic event for us to be dreamers. We dream mm-hmm. of daydreaming. At, I was daydreaming at age three. I mean, it, you know, it goes, that, it goes that way. I've been like this since birth, but, but I also do this, you know, d- daily. It's getting worse. It's getting much yes, worse. I find that well, the me, last let me change three, the, 40 let me change years. The terminology. It's not worse. It's getting more intense. It's yes. good. It's, it's just, it's a testament. It's a testament to your, to your evolution and to your sensitivity. You're becoming more and more sensitive as moments pass, and that's the progression. So, I as I say, no matter when mm-hmm. you, yeah, whenever you've opened up, whatever age that may be, it will become, you'll become more and more, these symptoms will become more and more obvious, especially if you don't recognize them, understand what they're trying to tell you, and then process that and do something about it. But no matter what we do, you need to work on staying grounded, and it can be a full-time job on its own 
just to be present. And that's where you come in and people like you. And what I think we have to realize is that ultra sensitives need balance, I think, more than anybody. And it's on all three levels and four levels. (laughs) I don't know. And I think this is where... Yeah. Right. You you need to come in and help us put it together. And that's what I kind of want to ask you to to kind of put together for us. And I'm looking at all of your books and what you do in your uh, website. What can you kind of tell us? You have the World World Wellness Center, right? right. And um, tell us a little bit about it. Well, sure. Uh, World Wellness Center is the name of our uh, holistic medical intuition private practice. It's here. We're based in Scottsdale, Arizona, but we work globally, and we work regularly globally, mostly globally. So we work by phone, email, etc., helping people understand what is going on inside them. And uh, so it's it's just been a, a wonderful opportunity to be able to assist those who have questions and are, are confused about what's going on and why they're feeling the way they do. So much of my work, I'll be I'll be doing my medical intuition work on these individuals. I'll be checking their uh, their glands, organs, uh, their microbial structure, their candida load, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, uh, through energy testing uh, my way. And so uh, that's a big part of what I do. And then my wife, Susan, is uh, an impeccable energy therapist, uh, an incredible ultra-sensitive in her own right, and works remotely uh, with her energy work, realigning the chakras, the meridians, the Mm -hmm. cleansing the aura of of negative energies and so forth. So we do that work. Do you feel um, basically that what is underlining a lot of this is the hypoglycemic thing or candida? Is that what you feel is really happening at the you know the bottom line right as we've discussed earlier on in the first part of the show yes it is the number one thing that i am seeing here is vitamin and mineral deficiency protein deficiency Mm -hmm. and basically an overgrowth of yeast which then causes leaky gut which then perpetuates the whole cycle so this is the cycle that we are caught in and you know for those who are less sensitive Adina, it's not so big mm-hmm. a deal. As you say, they get in their car, they drive to work, but they don't feel much of that. But for the ultra-sensitive with porous energy fields, low energy signatures on their organs and glands, it's a big deal. Why did this seem to happen around dec- you know, four decades ago that this all started happening to our the last two generations? Because it did. It started coming out that people were feeling this way. And I remember when it, you know, became Epstein-Barr and then it went into this and cancer is on a rise. And why? Why? Why us and why that? Well, the baby boomer, something happened after the war. There must, this, is my, this is my personal sense about this. Mm-hmm. As you asked me the question, I'm, I'm getting this. After World War II, there was this whole change in consciousness. People wanted a change. It is the baby boomers, that's you and I right. and others, that are the, the, if you will, the change leaders, the, the uh, forerunners for all of this to really get people to really help heal the traumas that have occurred and have occurred not just over the last generation or two, but throughout millennium. Because, in fact, we have, as ultra-sensitives in many cases, have lived lives as ultra-sensitive healers before. We have the knowledge. And as I say, much of it comes from other sources. So we're the chosen, if you will, the chosen ones to begin the activation process. But make no mistake, there have been ultra-sensitives on the planet for eons. But right now is the appointed time. Well, look at the planet. Do we need help more than ever? In my opinion, yes. We need yes. help more than ever, to, and that's why we're here. So, I've, of course, your mission in life as an ultra-sensitive healer and teacher is to awaken, awaken us how to heal. Yes? Correct. Or, okay. It's, it's here to get your, I'm here to get your attention. I want to get your attention. I want you to pay attention. I want you to start paying attention to yourself and realize, number one, how amazing each and every one of you are, how gifted and brilliant each and every one of you are, how different you are from the others. And again, without an ego here, we're not better necessarily, but we are most definitely different and here to do something different. The key is different. And this is not an accident. We are not just accidentally coded differently to get beaten down and feel like a victim. We're not victims. We're gifted. We have been blessed. You're not a victim. 
that's one of the things I get in some of my workshops. I feel like I've been pulled out of the crowd and I've been, they made me do this life and I'm a victim. No, you're not a victim. You've been, sto- you've been bestowed one of the most powerful and blessed gifts that you could have been bestowed. The problem is most people aren't doing a darn thing about it. When I say most, yeah. mm-hmm. I would say probably 80% are like, huh? No, you, you don't understand. I'm, you're going, I'm going to awaken you. Or if I'm not, someone is going to. So I'm going to, be, I'm going to do my best to do it. Absolutely. The problem is, is because we we've been beaten down. We don't know how and we don't know what's wrong. And that is what is at core here. How can we as a group get this? How can we get this message out is what I'm asking. And how can we get the help? And I wish I could do something to kind of get you out here all over the place and 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 get us help. What, what am I even asking? Do you understand well, how you're I'm... already? But Adina, you're already doing it. Look at your part. Look at the radio show. Look <laughs> I at, know, look I at know, but look I'm at, not. Look at us. We're getting the word out. Here's the big deal, though. The biggest mm-hmm. problem is there's a lack of confidence and self worth. That's the yeah. number one deterrent, other than the metabolics we talked about, the hypoglycemia, the malnutrition, etc. But it's this lack of confidence. We think. We don't belong, and we worry about what other people are going to think about us if we were yes. to come out and be who we really are. At the end of the day, that's the issue. You yes. can't worry about what other people think about you, of course, is none of your business, and you right. have to accept that. Now, people worry about that because they don't want to lose their job. They don't want to lose their income stream. They don't want to lose their friends. By the way, most of those people aren't really friends. So just you know, I, I get hung up on this fake friend thing. Make sure you're understanding who you're worried about going to be judging you. Don't worry about what other people think about you. Now, it's easy for me to say that. It takes a little work for one to accept that and go, you know what? I'm here to do something, and I'm, I'm motivated, I'm confident, and I'm going to do it. And that's right. what needs to take place. And I also wanted to say to everyone, it doesn't matter what you are doing. Please don't judge yourself by your job. Don't say I'm not doing anything important because everything you're doing, if you're doing it with love and kindness, is really what we're all here to do. Just bring your love with you. That's what the planet needs. And that's why we're here. The problem is, is that we're doing it under extreme conditions with our body, with our emotions. And that's what I think Dr. Emil is trying to say to us that we have to take care of ourselves and we're not doing that and that's what he wants us to do and I really I really kind of want to beg you to just read his books you're gonna I'm telling you you're going to find your life in here you're going to find a way to start living with the things you've had to deal with all of your life I don't know why we have it I really don't I just know we do and we are seem to be coming out of it now. So Dr. Emil is here. Go to him. Go to his website. Are you going anywhere? Are you doing anything? Are you promoting yourself now, Dr. Emil? Are you tell me, what are you doing? Well, you know, we're kind of the I, I'm of the era that we you know, getting into the we're on Facebook a little bit. I do some social media stuff. I do I do a lot of seminars. I'm I'm working on some regional and national work right now where I teach mm-hmm. this. This is of course this is my, my message. This is what I do. So yes, those things are coming. The book is the calling card, if you will. And when mm-hmm. you go out and choose the book, go ahead and pick up the second edition. It's much more complete, uh so it's a UR sensitive se- expanded second edition. Um but just understand that we came here to do something important, and you Absolutely. are good enough. You, you're not just good enough, you're brilliant. And I mean that sincerely, not just to impress anybody. Or I never say things to, to impress anybody. You are brilliant. Get over it and accept it and start Absolutely. doing who, what you are about. Stop running. I ran because I was so afraid of what this message was. I know my next book of Dr. Emil's is Extreme Clearing for Perfect Health, and then I'm going on to Hormone Lies, which I've I've been, you know, teetering back for many years. I believe that this was, it's really a gift and a blessing for me to have come upon your work. I would love to go through all of the testimonials I see here. I urge you to please call in and, I mean, call Dr. Emil. Again, I want to give his um, his site is www.healingwizards.com. I thank you so much for coming on this show. I believe you are amazingly gifted. I believe that 
what you are doing is you are a leading forerunner to bring change really into the next century and this is what where we are going thank you so much oh, for coming it. on the show really thank all right you everybody so much for having me i enjoyed it yes thank you oh my god i am i'm still like crying thank you everyone i'll be back next week i'm going to do some free readings and i love you and we'll see you again bye bye 